Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. This is Pastor Carlos Rivera, and I'm gonna believe God to speak a mighty word into your life, into my life as well. It's going to be transformational and it's going to be amazing. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, I want to thank you for joining. And today I want to continue. We talked about changing your mind. Uh, turn your Bibles if you have a chance to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We're going to expound on it as our foundational scripture. But Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the word of God says this. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, this is key because if you can change your mind, you can change your life. That's right. See, in the Bible, there's a word that describes the action we must take when we come to Christ. You know, this action is the key to us walking our lives close to God. I dare to say that if this action is not taken, then the fruit, the evidence of our true conversion is pretty questionable. See, that word in action I'm describing is repentance. That's right, repentance. See, when we hear the word repentance, we understand that it means that we must turn away from our sin and turn to God. When we hear the word repentance, it seems like a hard word, doesn't it? The word, you must repent. And it, and it really is a word that really is talking about more than just turning away from sin and turning to God, because that has to be initiated by a certain thing, right? See, but when we look at the literal definition, here we go. See, here's where it, where it kind of pulls it all together. When, when you hear the, the actual literal definition of the word repentance, what it means to repent is to change your mind. In order to change your direction, you must change your mind. See, in order to change your perspective, you must change your mind. In your heart and in your mind, you must make a clear choice to change where you're going and follow where God is leading. It's a clear choice. It's not just something that we do mechanically. We have to make that decision because where your mind goes, your life will follow. I remember when I came to Christ, I had a whole different way of thinking. My, my, I was messed up pretty good. And, you know, of course, I was being influenced by the things of this world more than God. And, of course, when you're raised a certain way, your mindset is set to a certain thing. See, my perspective on life was always dependent on what was advantageous for me. Oh, come on now. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, my belief system was based on a selfish mentality. That eventually just led me to a place of depression and hopelessness. And it became very, very difficult. No matter how smart I was, I was powerless to do right. Even the things that you know you should do, you really can't do because your mind is set to a certain way. Maybe you're here and you're struggling with the way you think as well, with your way of thinking. You realize that as intelligent as you are, you keep making bad choices. Your perspective on life keeps leading you to a dead end. 
You can make a lot of excuses about how you got here, but one day I realized that when I stopped making excuses, I started seeing results. Mm. See, last week we discussed what if we sincerely wanted to change our way of thinking. We had to not only just make a decision, but we had to prepare for a mind reset. That's right. It's just like tilling the ground. Before a farmer can plant seeds on a farm, he has to plow the ground first, or has to break up all the hardened rocks and all the clumped together dirt so that that oxygen can get into the dirt, right? And then of course, once they've done that, then they kind of smooth the dirt all out or or create their different rows. And then of course, once they prepared the ground and they've fertilized it and got it ready, then they can go ahead and start planting the seed. And now the seed has something to grow on. It has a good foundation. It has fertilizer, has rich soil. And of course, you add water. God makes it grow. And the sun comes in as part of the process as well. It's the same way with your mind. You have to go through a preparation phase in order to be able to plant the seed of change, the seed of transformation into your life. So you have to allow God to till the soil in your mind as well. Last week, we discussed that we needed that mindset, that that change in our mind, and we had to prepare ourselves. We need a checkup from the neck up. The first step that we talked about last week was having an open mind. Preparing our minds to be open and not to be set in our way of thinking, but to be open to new things. In Isaiah 43, 19, God's word says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? That means that there's a possibility that God can do something new and we not even know it. God has always has doors that are opening, opportunities for us to step into higher levels in Him, uh, maybe new friendships, uh, divine connections, right? Keep an open mind and open heart. That was the first step that we need in order for God to really prepare us for our life change, for that transformation change. And the second thing that I'm bringing forth today, we need an honest mind. That's right. Because see, you're only as free as you are honest. We need to understand that that being true and being faithful to God, and not just that, but being transparent before the Lord, realize that He sees us no matter what. We can't hide anything from God, so we might as well be honest. See, I can't get where God wants to take me until I acknowledge where I am. I need to be real about where I am today. I need to take inventory to see exactly where I'm standing. I can't adjust what I won't admit. I can't fix what I won't face. I can't conquer what I won't confront. Be honest about where you are. Don't deny it, y'all. Don't deny it. Be real, man. Know that you have to face things. You have to admit that you are where you are, no matter what it looks like. Listen, I know pride wants to hold us back. We don't want to admit that we made mistakes. We just try to either cover them up or blame somebody else. But it's time to face these situations. It's time to face them because we can't fix them unless we face them. And we definitely want to confront them so that we can conquer them, amen? And you can only do that if you keep it real, if you have an honest mind. 
You're not staying where you are because you intend on staying there. Oh, come on, somebody. People don't, don't want to admit where they are because they really don't want to move from where they are. People, sometimes folks get happy right where they are. They get settled in to their circumstances, even to their miserable state. That's right. Sometimes it can be miserable for so long that it becomes the norm. And that is such a sad situation, such a sad place to be in. I say this, when you're not saying where you are, when you don't admit where you are, then you're not going to leave. But when you become real and you start saying where you are, it's because you intend on leaving there. You need to be real and say, this is where I'm standing. This is the circumstances that I'm in. If you'll face it for a season, if you really become real and face it for a season, you can leave it for a lifetime. Oh, come on, somebody. If you'll face it for a season, you can leave it for a lifetime. Confront the situation. Nothing wrong with dealing with it, man. If there's unforgiveness in your heart, then you know what? Let it go. Begin to deal. Be honest with yourself. If you're unforgiving towards a situation that happened in your life, then it's time to let it go. It's time to be real and begin to forgive. If you've done something that caused someone else pain and sorrow, then maybe you're the one that needs to ask for forgiveness as well. Listen, do it. It'll free you up from where you are. You'll walk in the freedom that God has for you and the liberty that he intends for you as well. You just have to face the situation. You know, Esau was coming to visit his brother Jacob after not seeing him for such a long time. He had 400 men with him. So Jacob right away realized, wait a minute, 400 men just to come and see me? This may not be a good thing, especially since Jacob went ahead and slighted him out of his birthright, right? He conned him out of his birthright with a bowl of soup, and now he had to confront his brother, a moment that he really didn't want to do. The Bible is really clear how Jacob prayed that night, spent that night by himself, sent off all his possessions, spent that night by himself praying and praying that God would do something great. Of course, he wrestled with God. He wrestled that whole night. And of course, God blessed him. So by the time I believe that as he was praying that night and praying for God to, to intervene, then maybe Esau was on his way with those 400 men to do him harm. But God's power and grace and mercy just shifted his heart. And when he saw Jacob for the first time, he hugged him and loved on him. And I tell you what, what a powerful thing. Because many times the things that we don't want to confront really may not be as bad as we think. Sometimes our mind tends to blow things up and make them worse, right? Begins to magnify these things. And it's very, very difficult. See, some folks get stuck because they're not being honest with themselves. And in this case, I love it that Jacob was honest, he faced it, and the Lord turned things around. If God did it for Jacob, guess what? He'll do it for you because God wants you unstuck. And listen, we have to realize that no matter what we've done, we don't have to condemn ourselves. We have to keep it real and realize that we make mistakes and we have failures. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, the Word of God says, There is now, therefore now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation. That's right. Listen, we all fall short. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We need to realize that we're human. That doesn't give us the license to sin, but it gives us the margin 
to understand that we may fall short occasionally. We're not perfect, right? But know that when we're not perfect, when we fall short, that God is there. And we don't have to condemn ourselves because he doesn't condemn us either. Just like the lady who was caught in adultery and Jesus was ministering to her, right? He told everyone in the crowd, let he who has no sin cast the first stone. And of course, they all dropped their stones and walked away. And Jesus asked her a great question. He says, has anyone here condemned you? And of course, she responded, no, Lord. And I love his words, neither do I. Go and sin no more. In other words, go, repent, turn, change your mind. Don't go back to your old lifestyle anymore. Change your mind and follow what God has for you. And that's my advice to you. Follow what God has for you. See, spiritual maturity helps you to understand that just because I find myself in a bad place doesn't make me a bad person. That's right. Just because you find yourself in a bad place doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you human. It makes you realize that you can fall short. And that's why we need to stay so humble. See, I remember going to Phoenix uh, when I was uh, working for this computer company many years ago. I had the fellowship with all these folks from all over the country, all these other technicians. We had to learn how to service these IBM uh, computers. Anyway, so I remember going and I was trying to become friends with some of these guys that I was working with. And I found myself laughing at jokes that maybe I shouldn't be laughing at and entertaining conversations that really weren't that edifying. I mean, I was, a, I was a new Christian. I committed my life to Christ. And man, I fell short. I felt like I, I should have taken a stand for the Lord. Or maybe I should have just been there anyway. I should have just maybe not gone to dinner because of the people I was going with. But you know what? Today I've learned a whole lot. But back then I just felt so guilty. And I was ashamed of myself. And I felt like I let the Lord down. I felt so unworthy, man. I began to beat myself up. And then the devil came to chime in, right? You say you call yourself a Christian. Man, you're nothing but a hypocrite. You were laughing at all those jokes. And you were, you were part of that whole crowd. I was so down on myself. I got on my knees. And I began to pray and ask God for forgiveness. And then God led me to the scripture. The Holy Spirit led me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. You see, we had been doing a study in Hebrews. The, the marker was already there when I opened the Bible. I felt like the Lord just put me right back in Hebrews. And it says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Wow, you do not realize the breakthrough I experienced when I read that word. I was honest with myself. No excuses. I confronted my sin and then I leaned on God's grace and mercy and forgiveness to overcome it. That was such a turning point. From that moment forward, I came to a whole new understanding, a whole new realization, kind of a whole different insight on God's grace. And I realized that grace is not something you want to take advantage of and just sin on purpose or flagrantly, but it's something that we know is always there just in case we fall. 
and we can lean on it because God knows our heart, right? God knows that we have weaknesses. At the same time, God's grace is there to strengthen us in those times of need. When you've done all you can do, then lean on what only he can do. Keep an open mind and keep an honest mind. Amen. Next week, we'll cover one more point of this particular series of changing your mind. But you know, if you really want real transformation in your lives, then you know what? Let's open up our minds and let's keep it real with an honest mind. Read the word of God. Make sure you stay in God's word because God's word transforms our mind. When we begin to read God's word, it begins to fill our hearts and our minds with God's power because every word that God has is wrapped in his power to give us, come on somebody, the power to change. Man, we put the effort in, but God does the work. Amen. Let me just pray over you right now and pray that God will continue to minister to our hearts. We'll continue to transform our way of thinking because how we think also affects our emotions. Praise God. Let me pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you and we give you glory and honor this day because you are such a good God and such a wonderful God. And in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for your presence. And we thank you for your power. And we know that, Lord, that you have the power to transform our minds. And we thank you, Lord God, that as your word continues to penetrate, Lord God, that our, we can keep our minds open to what you're doing, that we can be honest, Lord God, about what we're doing, Father God. And know, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you are a good God and are always working on our behalf. Pray your blessing upon your people, Lord God. Continue to help us to walk in your power, your strength as a renewed mind and a transformed life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, God bless you. It's been amazing. I want to encourage you to start the day with the first conversation being a conversation with God. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.